0: Welcome back to another episode of Sex and Boba. Uh, I'm your host, Oliver Wong.
1: I'm your host, Teresa Lowe.
0: So uh, our title is Sex and Boba. So today we are going to talk about sexually transmitted disease.
1: (laughs) 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 That you can get on your Bobas. (laughs)
0: Yeah, uh, I guess. Striped throat.
1: (laughs) Uh, Herpes. Uh,
0: Yeah. uh, So recently I got a skin rash and then I was so worried it is the second stage of syphilis I was like what is it and I thought it's like allergy so I was like really panicking and then I went to see an allergist and he's like no this is not allergic reaction and this is not STD this is just some kind of harmless viral infection you will go away in a few weeks but I still don't believe him and even though he's an allergist <laughs> so I went to see two urgent care doctors and then one of the urgent care doctors he even told me well you should have believe you're an allergist we are urgent care doctor we don't specialize in anything he does
1: (laughs) they're like but thanks for your money (laughs) because urgent care is out of pocket right
0: yeah but like Six, uh, I mean, it's
1: not like an amazing yeah, price. It's yeah. just more about like, usually you just have to pay your own,
0: right? Like 35, uh, I pay the allergies $65, but I pay urgent care $35. Was
1: that all insurance though? That seems pretty low. Yeah. Okay, so without insurance, you're paying like a hundred bucks. Yeah, so yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, okay. yeah. That's yeah. making more sense. So, uh, three doctors all told me my skin rash is going to be fine it will go away on its own but i just thought it's going to be second stage of syphilis i was googling on the internet and then i i was so confident it is second stage of syphilis that when it came out the result is not syphilis i was a little disappointed
1: (laughs) this is why doctors hate web (laughs) MD because crazy people like you're like i don't believe you even though you're a specialist in allergies you know it's like you just don't want to believe a lot
0: of people on the internet which i think is true they said syphilis is a great imitator Mm. so a lot of skin rash a lot of doctor did not think is civilized, but it actually turned out to be is
1: but it's so funny how you're disappointed that you don't have syphilis like syphilis <laughs> is like isn't that how like Thomas Jefferson went crazy or something like that there's something like a famous guy who got syphilis and it made him go insane uh, oh I don't know babe cause, cause you know how they developed the um what is it the shot to cure it yeah, but before yeah, the shot pen- everyone went crazy yeah. yeah
0: well I'm disappointed not because I don't have syphilis I'm disappointed because my self-diagnosis is wrong
1: <laughs> yeah you shouldn't be self-diagnosing yourself in any way yeah, mentally, physically. You just go to a doctor. And I'm glad you have good insurance.
0: Yeah, but uh, sex education here. Well, syphilis is really easy to cure. You just take one shot of penicillin and then you are fine.
1: Yes, but you're right though. The sex education here is terrible. Like, um, I remember growing up, I think we watched a video. And it was like very basic. And then basically we were told like wear condoms but don't have sex if you, you know. Basically we're very wear Christian
0: don't have sex?
1: If you're going to if you're going to have sex, wear a condom. Um we were told abortion is evil. Um and then we we're uh basically told just don't have sex and that's the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Um but then it was interesting because my parents were very pro abortion so they're more liberal people but the town itself that i grew up ah. in was very christian so people got abortions and stuff but you just kind of had you couldn't talk about it
0: mm. do yeah. you know anybody who have had abortions Oh, you know, like? so many people, so many people but wow. it's almost
1: that thing of like i don't know if i just got to find out about it because we are more liberal so people will tell you yeah but it's always like a secret that open secret everyone Mm. knows who got the abortion but you just don't talk about it to their face yeah yeah
0: recently uh one of our friends i'm not gonna say their names obviously but uh she got pregnant and then we all know her husband is a loser and we all told her hey get an abortion
1: even though it's a husband Mm. that seems a little harsher right when it's like you're a husband
0: yeah but
1: You're already trapped with him, (laughs) you know?
0: There are a lot of backstory that I don't know if I should disclose, but it's just like this marriage is so bad that you don't even want to have a kid with him.
1: Would she get out of the marriage eventually?
0: Not in near future.
1: See, that's what's tough, though. It's like, why not have a kid if you're already gonna stay with this man? Well, her
0: husband is is not providing anything. He's not having any job. She is a provider,
1: and she can't provide for both, basically. Or Uh, I guess all three. Oh, I see. That's tough.
0: Yeah. So. (laughs) everything
1: always matters about who you pick even when it comes to like your sexual partners it's like that person can straight up give you disease and stuff you know it's like um, I always think about like when I date these cheaters it's like you don't know if they're gonna give you a disease you know (laughs) it's like you don't know and like you never know whenever you're with people
0: I'm actually surprised I don't have any STD when I got my result back two weeks ago because mm. uh, I think the last time I got my STD test was three or four months ago mm-hmm. which I think is pretty standard or even uh pretty good for an average person because I think a lot of people they don't do STD tests and they maybe do it like once every two years or whatever but I do it pretty frequently but over the past three months I had a lot of sex and then I was just a little uh surprised that I don't have anything
1: that's amazing <laughs> This is the craziest story. I've been pretty lucky as um, an adult in Los Angeles about no STDs, but I did get um, an STD in college. I remember the basically the second guy I ever had sex with, he gave me um, chlamydia. What? Yeah, and I was like so new to sex, and oh, this guy immediately no. gave it to me, and I didn't even know what it was because I just remember like, oh, I think I had like burning pee or something like that. I went to the student health center, and they're like, you have chlamydia. I was like, <laughs> And then I think that's how I knew you could solve it with like the pills or whatever, but it got solved. But I was like, I was so new to sex, so it wasn't fair almost because I was like, I wasn't like whoring around. Did you
0: get PTSD? Uh, PTSD?
1: After that, I was like, I gotta be more careful with who you're with. And that's why I think maybe for me, so early in my sexual journey that i was like okay i want to be monogamous with people i don't want to screw around and then i just got unlucky dating all these cheaters recently but i was pretty much just like monogamy 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 because that early on scarred me
0: so that so you want to be a monogamous, because you don't want to get STD, or is there a different reason for that?
1: Both, where I feel like it's like a safety thing, like with the STDs, but also safer where like, I don't have to search for a sexual partner. I, for the most part, should know I'm going to get consistent sex from this one person.
0: Okay, so let's say if you are in a polyamorous relationship, and then there are like four people, two girls and two guys, and you guys only have sex with one another
1: i guess though that's also safe because you only know if it's u4 well, unless someone broke the chain yeah. out of u4 nothing would happen yeah. if you only stick
0: with those but you people. don't want to do that anyways
1: i don't think i would because i get really possessive yeah. i'm very jealous yeah. and possessive and i'm really trying to like get better about that like yeah. i really have to work on myself but like in general i'm a very possessive
0: person okay do you know where that comes from
1: i think A lot of it, I think it may be for me being a middle child, I never got the most attention. And so for me, when I find a partner, I'm like, you need to give me the attention that I never got. And so when I don't get attention, I kind of just lose interest. Uh. And so i think also the reason i keep dating these cheaters is because they know what to say to come back so they're so persistent and that kind of triggers something positive in me because i guess i'm i guess i was always used to just being treated like yeah you can come if you want to you can tag along and like i don't like that but that's kind of like what i was used to so when i find someone who's like oh my god i really want to be with you and like so enthusiastic i go with them even if they're not the best people Uh, so i think that's my so you have to be careful <laughs> very yeah. careful because tend to, it's you know that you heard the phrase love bombing yeah it totally works on me even if i know that's what they're doing
0: honey hammer again yeah.
1: Army hammer, don't call me because I will join you. you. I will let you do temple. it. Yeah. You can't eat my rib. No, I'm just kidding, no. no, no. But, like, but
0: if she actually messaged you, would I, you? Ter-
1: I would run away. But then if he showed up to my comedy show, I don't know what to do. you Army Army might hammer.
0: actually do that.
1: Oh no. Or oh yes. No, I just kidding. <laughs> No, but so that kind of makes me nervous because I, I know that about myself is that I love effort. You know, I'm talking about effort. And I think that's what triggers it is like when they make so much effort, I love it. But even my sister tells me she's like slow and steady is a way better relationship than all these like super romantic effort guys that keep winning me over because it's bad.
0: Ami Hammer took every single girlfriend of his to the desert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the romantic trip They will trap you
1: (laughs) to the desert, but it's true. You'll take them on a trip because, in general, you really shouldn't be going alone on a trip with someone you don't know well. Yeah, 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 even if he is rich and famous, it's like you can't trust him. Um, but okay, for instance, how soon would you go on a trip with someone romantically, not a friend, romantically?
0: Uh, if I know them on dating apps, maybe three months after I, I well, I feel like once I have seen their house, I've seen the way they live their life, then I will feel safe.
1: Interesting. Because I guess, yeah, like even three months, I was like, can they trick you in less than three months? Even if you saw their house, maybe. Yeah. But even then you're like, if you'd have to see a lot
0: before you But go. I think the dynamic in gay relationship is very different. Mm. So, uh, sure, gay people, we feel fall victim to sexual abuse as well I think there's difference but I, I'm trying to verbalize I don't know like how do I verbalize I but I mean it's just me I feel like as a gay man I I feel much I feel very comfortable saying no to a guy
1: yeah and I think women I, to a man is scary
0: yeah I think that's what I'm trying to say like I don't think I have any problem saying no to a a guy who wants to, you know, have sex with me. Yeah.
1: I yeah. think some, for some women, it's actually terrifying if like you're alone in his house and he really pushes it yeah. on you because um, that kind of happened to me before and I really hate this but I used to date this guy and it's definitely not an S.A. situation or anything like that. It's S- more A? Uh, sexual assault. Oh. Yeah, yeah, oh. I just don't want to make it so sad. But, like it, <laughs> it wasn't like that but he really pressured me to have sex with him because we already were dating but at that point like we had been fighting all night and I didn't want to like bone him that night but we had boned before because we were dating and then he was like I spent so much on this date and blah, blah and you're not even going to sleep with me and like really guilt tripped me so i was like fine so i went and slept with him and just because i was like i felt bad and guilt trip and of course that was like basically like, the last night i ever saw him but yeah. still it was like i didn't want to it wasn't anything like a uh, a sexual assault but just more of a like
0: well, did that experience traumatize you no really. i wasn't
1: traumatized uh. because i didn't feel unsafe oh, i felt oh. more just like
0: being Guilt, guilt tripped, tripped yeah. where it
1: was like fine, um, but yeah. it wasn't a physical scary one, right, So I right, got a little lucky, right?
0: There, right, but. right.
1: <laughs> but this is why it's scary. Did you hear about um, I can't remember where it happened, but um, there's a tourist and I think she was Chinese and she met an American guy and she's like, Oh, he's so fun or whatever. And then he took her up to the mountains and I think he tried to have sex with her and she said no, so he pushed her off the mountain. What real story, yeah? And it's just like some weird white guy and he was handsome enough to trick her that she. She thought he was so nice so she went alone with him what? and then he killed her what? yeah that's crazy. yeah and really he probably could have got away with it if like her body wasn't found or something like that and so it's just really scary like what people can do you yeah. know and like really we put so much trust in strangers but there's always could be like that one creep
0: i, I think human beings we Naturally seek excitement and adventure, and I think that is why a lot of human beings they are drowned to strangers they like the excitement,
1: yeah, and they
0: probably know it's kind of dangerous, but they still do it. I'm not blaming the victims, I'm just saying that uh, there is like this natural desire to want to get yourself into an unpredictable situation. <laughs>
1: Also, we think that we're going to have, like, a thrill, but we don't think they're going to murder us. Right,
0: right, 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 right. Human beings, they want a thrill. That's why they want to go on dates, go on a trip with a complete stranger. And they know it's going to be dangerous, but it just really said it turned out to actually be dangerous.
1: Yeah. Right? But I also think, like... He must have presented himself as safe. Yeah. Enough. Yes. You know, like I don't think you'd willingly go on that mountain. If yeah. You, you, your thrill is oh, I'm gonna might hook up. Not my thrill is gonna push P- me off yes. this mountain. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh. So scary. But that's why I think it's just like we should be more cautious about everything, you know. But people aren't, and that's what's interesting too. Why do you think people aren't cautious? Because going back to the STD talk. Yeah. For instance, yeah. do you put on a condom when you're...
0: No, I don't. Well, because I'm a gay man, we have all this medication, and we have PrEP, which can prevent you from getting HIV. But, I mean, I have HIV. I was on PrEP, but when I got HIV, I was not on PrEP. That is why I got HIV. And then I think the reason why I got myself into the HIV situation is because I was seeking swell. Mm. I was being... Uh, what's the word? Uh, I was just being uh, not naive. I I just want to, you know, play. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, obviously in that situation, I am the victim, but uh, also at the same time, I know I have to carry the responsibility because I willingly got myself into that situation. I could have asked him to put on a condom. I could have just not do the sex, but I still chose to. And then, like I said, sure, objectively I might be the victim, but I think subjectively I also have to remind myself, well, Oliver, that's because you like swell, you are risk taker, and then you see this is a risk that you take
1: (laughs) yeah i think in general all sex is a risk with someone you don't completely trust because i remember i one time had sex with this guy and then i didn't know this but he he stealthed me where he took off the condom and didn't tell me and then i just saw on the floor later I was like did you take it off he's like yeah i didn't think it'd be a problem i was like you weren't supposed to do that and i was like luckily i didn't get anything from him but i was still kind of like i can't believe you tricked me like that is he a changer no we ended up dating for a few months and but oh. he was like basically i think he's a sociopath because he was like this really rich guy and he was very like he was like a pathological liar basically but like it was fun to date him briefly you know but i remember he did that where i was like these are all a sign that they're not, they don't care about you as a person but at the same time like even for me there's something i'm too enabling like you I'm getting better about saying no and cutting out bad people but I for the most part of my life let in really bad people and let them stay in my life longer than they should Yeah. so that's kind of like the big goal that I've had is just to stop doing that but I've been
0: really just stupid for many many years why do you think that you have uh, keep letting these people come in your life I
1: kind of think it goes back to what I was talking about being in the middle child with no attention and like you know I think I just want people to give me attention and I want to be like valued and things like that and so these like sociopath crazy men it's like they really love bomb me and they take me on fun trips and all this other stuff but then it's like they're awful human beings you know do they do
0: shibari on you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no but okay funny story about that is like I remember when I was like first moved to LA I remember like I had a model mayhem account and this creepy guy was like do shi- can I take a picture of you and all it was is a shibari picture to like Japanese girls and I was like I asked my co-workers like should I let him and she's like why would you let him like why are you even thinking about this because th- he's not paying or anything he's just he's, a creep right, right. and I was really like why it was like but I think it went back to I just never got attention Yeah. and now I'm like oh now I finally get attention and now I'm finally like have friends that I like trust and things like that and I finally have like a good a better relationship with my family and like that has actually made it where it's a lot harder for these crappy people to come in because now I'm kind of, like, surrounded by people who protect me. Like, I remember um, a few years ago, I met this guy, and he seemed really great at first, and then I found out he was secretly married. And um, my sister was, like... Don't let him back in. And he kept writing me. He was really persistent. Like, I remember I was even doing a YouTube live stream. Mm -hmm. And he even wrote on the live stream as himself. He's like, I miss you and stuff like that. And my sister's like, he's a psycho. Don't let him back in. And I almost let him back in. And my sister would call me every day and be like, don't talk to him. So she just watched me constantly until I finally just got over him. But it took me like a long time. Oh, wow. But she just constantly watched me. And I think what happened is in the past, no one was watching me, so based on my own decisions, I would just let bad things happen yeah, to so
0: me everybody needs a sister like you, so they can prevent themselves from uh
1: from disaster from yeah.
0: army Hammer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, even like our friendship has been really helpful for me. Because yeah. remember I would tell you about these creepy photographers won't leave me alone. Yeah. And you're like, if you don't want to do it, just don't do it. And I was like, that's right. <laughs> and I don't know why he needed you to tell me that. But it, I think that there's something about it where I just constantly let bad things happen to me. And it's, not, it's like I have agency, but I was like not using it.
0: Do you think also because you want to seek thrill? No, Oh no. I don't think
1: I was a thrill seeker at all. I think there might be something like I might be a bit of a people pleaser uh, or I'm like, well, should I just do it? You know, and then really I'm like, but I don't want to do it. Why am I thinking of someone else's feelings before my feelings?
0: Right, right. Yeah.
1: And so it's getting...
0: And they don't care about your feelings
1: they don't they don't care at all and i'm like getting better about voicing it like i um i recently went to this open mic and there's this woman who came in and she was like coughing mm-hmm. and like I-, I finally just said something i was like i don't feel comfortable being here with Did you, you say that on the stage? on she, uh, she was she got off the stage but i told the host uh, and she heard me uh-huh. and then she's like oh i can leave um it, you don't have to leave but Normally, I think I would have just sat there and just, like, accepted it. Yeah. But I was a little bit like, no, you should have worn a mask or shouldn't even come here sick. Just
0: don't come. Just don't if come. you are sick.
1: Yeah, and then she actually later sent me this message apologizing because I don't think this is a bad person at all. Yeah. But it's just more of a, like, why should I be polite when there is a slight possibility you actually could harm me? You know, like, why am I even doing this? And so I'm getting better about Um, boundaries and whatnot but I used to just let anybody Mm. just do whatever.
0: Do you have a boundary when it comes to work?
1: With work I'm better about it but I think what happened with me with work is I was in toxic work environments that I put up with too much but then I created a system where Um, I worked from home and I only interact with the people I liked. So I almost built barriers to protect myself. But if I were in an office environment and someone was shitty to me, I probably would let them at a certain point be Mm. shitty because it's like, I don't know, I just get get wrapped up in it until I finally am like, this is too much. Mm. Um, But even getting there, I'm like, how did I even get here?
0: Mm. I think when it comes to work, I have a strong boundary. Like I will be... Like if somebody is asking me to do more than I think I'm supposed to do, I think I'll be really direct and tell them, "Hey, okay, my point is I think I'm really direct when it comes to work. But when it comes to personal matters, I'm not as direct.
1: So what do you do in personal when someone's trying to cross
0: what you're comfortable with? Uh, I will... I will have somehow kind of soft rejection
1: but you still reject that's still pretty good but it's
0: true though but when it comes to work, I would just have a hard rejection yeah because I feel like when it comes to work, I need to be tough I would put down my foot
1: but is it also because you're the boss though it's a little Not different because right? I,
0: I have balls above me too oh and you still do that yeah
1: I would, this is not good either, though. I would just quit. If it really got to the point where it was, like, too much, I would yeah. just quit. Yeah. Um. Now I'm better at, like, communicating and not just quitting. But I, I I've, I sometimes wish I would stay
0: longer uh, um, instead of quitting. Well, I remember one time, when I was in my early 20s, I was working in this uh, import-export company. And then uh, it's owned by... Taiwanese immigrants. And then uh, one of the boss, his English was not really good, but he's running a business in the US, but his English was not really good. And I just, I just get a little mad because I feel like, well, you're my boss and you are doing business in the US. You have to learn how to speak English fluently because that's kind of your job. If you cannot communicate yourself in business, how are people going to understand you and do business with you, right? And I just said that in front of his face.
1: What happened?
0: He... I mean, I would say he took it well because oh, I wow. think he is what he was aware. Okay. But I don't think I was being appropriate because I think there is a better way to say that. But I think I was being a little rude.
1: <laughs> that makes sense. Sometimes it's like, when should you just be quiet? Yeah. You know? it, it, it's almost like you only learn that through experience.
0: Yes, exactly. But that's like the kind of person that I am when I'm at work. But I'm trying to be more uh diplomatic when it comes to work, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's so interesting because um, I have to read a lot of business books just about win win, you know, like yeah. where both of us will win out of the situation. And like a lot of times it's like I want to think with emotion, but it's like that's always very toxic. Mm. Like I even think about this is that like, you know, in my building, for instance, I live in an HOA and um, they. Pass this project that we think's kind of like. Why did you pass this project? And my neighbor was like, "Let's just cancel the project." And I was like, "You can't. There's already a contract signed. Basically, if you were to cancel now, you will. We will all lose forty k, and then we have to probably sign another project. So then it's just like, why would you waste the money? Just finish the project. You can't turn back now, and. But I had to tell them, I was like, you can't be emotional. The contract is already signed. You just have to move forward. Yeah. But they really were just like, let's just get rid of it. And it's like, you can't do that, you know. I was
0: reading that. a book recently and um, in the book, it's a self-help book. And in the book, it said, we have a thinking brain and a feeling brain. Mm-hmm. So a thinking brain is the rational side of us. And then the feeling brain is the emotional side of us. But the thing is, the emotional side of us usually wins the thinking brain. Because... <laughs> Like whenever we do a action out of anger, our thinking brain will rationalize our action. Oh. I don't know if it's true. Like let's say if I'm yelling at somebody and whatever, like my thinking brain first will try to justify my yelling first before I have any sort of reflection.
1: I think that makes sense, actually. Because yeah. I think we all can justify what we do yes. constantly. Yeah, Like, I even when I got that message from the woman who showed up to the mic sick, her. she wrote this long letter to me. Apology to her. Yeah, but she was, like, justifying herself. She was like, I went to the doctor and blah, blah, blah. And I was just kind of like, <laughs> you're really justifying a lot, you know? You know, know
0: recently uh, in Taiwan... Uh, they have a Me Too movement actually
1: Wow Me
0: Too movement in Taiwan is happening right now at the moment we are speaking Wow and then there is this uh, director he's not even a really famous director but he has been around and then he was accused of sexual assault by multiple women and Mm. then they have evidence they have pictures text message so basically this director is a pickup artist and then he will just be doing what Army Hammer does just like message strangers, strange, message ladies that he doesn't know on the internet and trying to go out with them and have sex with them. But anyway, so he issued an apology letter on Facebook. <laughs> and then he's also trying to justify why he is a douchebag. Mm. His apology letter said, well uh i i'm really sorry for the action that i've done i have should i should have seek therapy for my childhood trauma like my mom my parents they uh they were poor and then they almost committed suicide so i was homeless i was being raised by uh like relatives and stuff, so I don't have love, blah, 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 but only victims, just like, we don't care about your childhood trauma, because <laughs> you give us trauma.
1: Right. <laughs> it's just like Crystalia, right? Yeah. It's like, he was like, oh, I have a sex addiction, and blah, 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 but then he never stopped his behavior. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, you can tell us your origin story, but doesn't right. mean you're not still a villain. Yeah, I'm,
0: if you are apologizing, you don't have to... You don't excuse yourself, you know? Yeah,
1: it's almost like, um, you know, whenever you see a super uh, villain movie and they show why he's a villain, but it's like, you're still a villain. You right, still killed everybody. Right. It's like, it's, you know...
0: That's a good point, actually. Yeah, it's like, everybody
1: has an origin story. Like, that's a big thing on TikTok. They call it the canon event uh-huh. of, like, what event turned you into a villain ah. or a hero. But it's like, yeah, we know something happened to you, but you still are an evil person now so
0: let's say if you're watching a movie would you rather to know what makes a villain a villain or you rather not know
1: i still love it i love the origin story but i just don't deny like oh you're still murdering all these people you know because we see all these movies and we know why so-and-so murders yeah we know but it doesn't mean that oh you still didn't do it yeah Everybody had something bad happen to them. Doesn't mean they became a school shooter. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, I think that's why people are fascinated about uh, serial killers. They want to know why Why? he became who he is.
1: But even then, it's like they're... I think they are destined to be it because a lot of people bad things happen to them.
0: Yeah, but they they don't do something. they don't do stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think
1: about that all the time. Like even with bullying, because sometimes the bully becomes a killer, or they kill themselves, or they go on and just live and be a good person.
0: Or they become like a celebrity because they feel like they have this uh, <laughs> desire to prove their right? bullies that hey. I'm so successful.
1: But there's different paths. They don't all become a school shooter. Yeah. Yeah. So I always found that so interesting. I think there's just something inside of us. And it's like, what incident made it come out? But it doesn't mean we're all supposed to be like
0: that. Have you been bullied?
1: I was really bullied growing up. Physically? Um, I don't know if I would say physical. It was just more like...
0: Psychological warfare.
1: <laughs> probably that. Like, I my was bullied mostly for racism. So, yeah. like, I remember, like, there was this guy. He was one year older than me. He'd always call me Ching Chong or Chink, <laughs> And, like, at the time, that really bothered me because I was the o- one of the only Asian people in school. And so he and his friends would get together and, like, make fun of me. Or if I'm alone, he'd make fun of me. And it really, really bothered me. And now it's like... I think even now, if I heard stuff like that, it would bother me, but you can run away. But in school, you're stuck with that person. You have to see that bully every day, no yeah. matter what. And I think that's the difference is you can't get away from people. Yeah. Because you can't fix them. They're not going to become
0: better people. No, you cannot change anybody. You can't. You cannot.
1: What I actually learned about this is like, your environment matters way more. Yeah. For instance, like, um, they said something like, um, in crime, like, if all the crime is happening on one street, just move away from that street. You can't fix the people, nothing. You just That location is just bad.
0: Oh, my God. You know uh, Malcolm Glandwell? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he wrote this but I forgot. He wrote many books about one of the books. He was saying, like, how the mayor of New York City solved the crime in New York City in the 1980s. So in the 1980s, there are a lot of graffitis throughout the subway in New York City. And then the graffiti is one of the deciding factor why there are so many crimes. So the mayor was like, let's clean the graffiti from all the subways. Then people would think, oh, this is a clean Environment and we are supposed to behave here. We are not supposed to, you know, commit crime. But if the subway is so dirty with all the graffiti, it will give people an impression that, hey, this is a messy, danger place. Things can happen here.
1: You know what? I think that's actually very true because it also works with people, right? Yeah. You can have the same person, but if that person is showing up like inexpensive outfit and like really confident, you're like, oh, did they just get money? Are they protected? Versus that same person could like look like they're all cracked out and stuff and they might get more victimized because you're like oh no one's gonna take care of you
0: yeah yeah, yeah. it's just
1: very interesting yeah, yeah
0: yeah yeah it's just like you you have to care about your environment how you present yourself
1: yeah because you're right because when something's dirty you're like oh you don't care why exactly. should i care
0: that's yeah. why cleaning a house is so uh, uh what's it therapeutic
1: yes And it's also extremely important in, like, Asian cultures to be clean and polite. And I don't know if other cultures care as much, but I just know that, like, I remember when, like, the Japanese, they said when they did, like, some sort of, I think, soccer game or something, and they cleaned up after themselves because for them it's, like, it matters what kind of impression you leave versus, like, if someone came to your house and just really, like, Dirtied it up. Yeah. You'd be like, why are you dirtying my house?
0: It's just like some Japanese, I think some Taiwanese or any other kind of Asian people, they will do this as well. Like they will, the first thing they do after they enter a house is to wash their feet.
1: Mmm, that's nice.
0: That's nice, yeah. Are you a clean freak?
1: I'm clean, but I don't know if I say a super clean freak. Like, I wouldn't make someone clean their feet. (laughs) But I would be annoyed if someone like, dirtied up my place. Like, I remember I got really mad at my ex um, because he would, his place was just so messy. The old one? Yes, the old man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He was just so messy. Like, I remember I went to his place and he had trimmed his chest hair and it was like, all over the sink. What? And I was kind of like, are you not gonna clean that? And I was like, did you just expect me to come over with like seeing how nasty this was and then i think what really bothered me about him was i was like you actually could afford a maid you don't care to have her come and i even told him i was like okay when i come over here you don't bother to clean but let's say your mom was coming to visit would you clean he's like yeah and i was like so you don't have the same respect for me and i told him that and it always really bothered me
0: oh my god
1: yeah and then he wouldn't come over to my place and he smoked cigarettes and he would just leave us cigarettes every and i was like you can't do this and he i got really mad at him as he would he would throw his cigarette butts over the balcony i was like you're gonna get me in trouble yeah and i I'll was like caught fire caught fire and not only that if i got fined for littering i was kind of like i've told you before this bothers me and it's disrespectful what's wrong with you yeah he was just like a pig is
0: he disorganized in his professional life as well
1: i don't think so he's okay. very successful and so it's kind of just like no i feel like if you were to give him a deadline he could answer it and so i was kind of like i don't think so i think it's just more of a like he doesn't care he's kind of one of those people that like would mess up a room and expect someone to clean is up his after
0: vehicle him. clean inside his is what is his car clean inside
1: no everywhere he goes is messy
0: so his car is a mess
1: yeah so at least when he comes over my place it's consistent with how he acts everywhere. Yeah. But he's one of those people that is so messy and I guess expects other people to clean up so after So he has drinks him.
0: all over his car. Yes. Oh, oh God. That's yeah. messy. Yeah, very messy. I cannot stand that. Yeah. How often do you clean your place? My home, I clean quite often. My car is a little
1: bit of a mess. I like. to wash it. doesn't look like it. it. Oh, thank you.
0: But at least your interior looks clean. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a little trash thing and I put all the trash yeah. in this little thing. But
0: I mean, I don't wash the car as much as i should i don't do that because who cares about my car right yeah i don't care about (laughs) car unless i'm like an agent and i'm going out to meetings all the time then i think i should clean my car but i'm a porn director nobody cares about my car
1: also you're right you work in production where you're gonna be driving everywhere you have to like lug boxes and stuff it's like you shouldn't be having a fancy clean car when you're doing
0: production no I remember when I was in school, one of my mentors, he was an agent, and then he said, oh, if you got a job interview, you the first thing that you need to do before the job interview is to clean your car. I was like, okay, that makes sense if you want to be an agent. Agent, yeah. Yeah.
1: Especially, like, that is true because, for instance, let's say not even just um, a talent agent, but I would even say, like, real estate agent. Yeah. I do judge how successful they are by their car versus, like, me, like, let's say I'm a stand-up and I think I told you I went to this acting class and the girl kind of judged my car. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm not going to drive to an open mic in a Mercedes. That's stupid.
0: No you
1: know i'm not gonna go to third wheel in hollywood in a mercedes
0: even if i drive a mercedes you will know my mercedes has not been washed in 10 years
1: yeah (laughs) you want it to look dirty so they don't rob you when you go to these open mics you know it's like we as comedians don't want to be robbed you know
0: I really don't care about the exterior cleanness of my car, but interior, I do care. You
1: don't want to drive around in filth.
0: No, because it will get me anxiety.
1: Yeah, and like even my home too, when it's too cluttered, I don't like it. I like things to be neat. So
0: are you the type of person after you read a book, you'll put a book back onto a shelf?
1: I put it on the shelf or I put it in a bag to donate it later. Oh, you donate? Ne- oh yeah, okay. because I I do believe in decluttering, so I'm constantly trying to get rid of stuff.
0: What are you holding or you don't?
1: At the moment, I think what I keep the most of is like old photographs or like old papers, like I've actually uh, even electronic files. I have all the old Your scripts feet and photos. Books. Oh yeah, <laughs> if I could sell those, I would, my vintage feet. No, but like um vintage. I have all these like files like old scripts I've written and stuff but they're terrible like I really have grown as a writer like
0: yeah I know yeah so
1: I'm like but I keep them and you don't need them
0: yeah that's true but you really don't but I feel nostalgic about my artworks
1: yes but really when you look back you're like I don't need this
0: I was just cleaning my place and then I ran into some of the old standard comedy materials that I wrote when I first started out oh you're so bad Ah! And I thought it was funny.
1: Yeah, I'm the same way where like I even have like the old um sound recordings and I'm like, I'm never gonna listen to this. Why do I have them? But I don't wanna get rid of them yet. So I probably hoard old
0: artwork. Sometimes I will be like this is so narcissistic to say, but I think someday I will do that. So, uh, one day I want to write an autobiography. So, I feel like, okay, it's kind of important for me to keep some personal items so I have materials to write about.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> now, that makes sense. But sometimes what's weird is like, I used to hold on to things and also with bad memories as well too. like, let's say old emails or something like that. And then one day I was like, you know what, what if I just deleted this? And so I delete, like I one time for instance in college, I went on this really, um, uncomfortable study abroad trip. And it was just a disastrous Where? trip. Um, I went to China uh-huh. um, and like the teacher was a huge creep. And I kept all the emails of like the complaints about him and stuff like that. Cause I wanted to remember and be like this piece of shit. Yeah. But then one day I was like, why do I even want to remember this? Yeah. Like, I don't even want to give him the credit of having the space in my head. And so I, one day just deleted it, never looked back. And I was kind of like, it was a story in my mind that's barely there anymore. And I was kind of let the, even the memory go, yeah. good or bad.
0: Maybe you can write a stand-up comedy about him. I mean, not, not a whole set, maybe yeah. a few jokes.
1: But even then I was like, I don't want this bad memory anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so
1: that's why I'm kind of like, maybe sometimes it's just letting it go.
0: Right. Letting it go is really uh, therapeutic when I was cleaning my house too. Because recently I moved Mm -hmm. and I realized, oh, I threw away so much stuff.
1: And you didn't need it. I didn't need it. So much you didn't need. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like there was one backpack, uh, it's a backpack that I first have when I first moved to the US. So it has some sentimental value, but the backpack was broken. Mm -hmm. And then I already got a new one. So I was like, do I wanna keep this backpack or should I just let it go? And then I was like, oh, I can let it go. Why? Because even if I let it go, I will still always remember this backpack. Yeah. Because when I see my current backpack, I will immediately be reminded of all the backpack that I've ever had.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. So
0: I don't need to physically keep it. I will still remember it. Or maybe I forgot if I took a picture before I threw it away. Maybe I did.
1: I remember um, the cat I had before my current cat. Um, she passed away. And then um, when she got cream, Made it, they gave me this like urn of her and this little paw print and i kept it for about a year and then i was kind of like i don't know if i want a reminder of my dead cat anymore you know <laughs> so i just kind of like threw it away where i was like you know i have the memory that i really love this cat but i was a little bit like i don't want to be this crazy woman with her cat ashes on the you know
0: yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. i just
1: got rid of it and
0: yeah and the most important thing is, as long as you have the memories, you don't need to keep the physical item.
1: Yeah, and that's why I was like, you know what, just throw things away. Yeah. I know there's a whole idea, like, keep it for documentation, but then I'm like, take do I even want to just document Just take a photo. It? I'm almost like, I don't want to document anything yeah. anymore. I just want to let go and yeah. just move forward. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. I think right now with OnlyFans, there is a value of documentation because whatever you document, you can post on OnlyFans.
1: That's true. (laughs) I mean, I've used pictures from like basically the past five years and I just post those and people are paying for that. I'm like, amazing. But you know what? It's because I deleted them from... Instagram. Instagram. So, so they they'd only get it on OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, and they're not even particularly racy. It's just that you can't get them anywhere else.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So I was like, okay, I'm glad I kept on to those things.
0: What if I post a picture of me in tw- like uh, when I was 21 on my OnlyFans?
1: <laughs> I think people like that. As long as you can't see it anywhere else, they still feel no, special.
0: It's just going to be shot on iPhone 4. <laughs> Whatever works,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because <laughs> they can't see it. And no. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah.
0: But back then, I didn't take any sexy photos. i'm
1: trying to think of like i think i've i remember um maybe six or seven years ago i took a picture of me in a bikini and i was like this is this is even before my boob job so it might have even been like 10 years ago and i was just like man i was so hot where i was like i kind of wish i'd taken more pictures (laughs) you know i was like i really didn't value how you should take
0: more pictures now because in 10 years you have the same thought
1: that's true too because yeah But now I am taking those pictures because of OnlyFans. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. What can we see on your OnlyFans now?
1: So on the actual uh, timeline, it's just bikini pictures or my old modeling pictures. But then if they want to be like um, DMs, yeah. I will DM them nudes. But I charge them $100 for each picture. Wow. And so um, some people have bought all pictures oh. and some people buy nothing. Wow! And so some people just only subscribe and then some people buy everything. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, what about you? Well, most people on my OnlyFans, they subscribe, but they don't buy anything. Yeah. But there's one uh, subscriber, he's really generous. Uh, He'll ask me to do custom videos, and I've done like eight or, t- eight or nine custom videos. Oh, that's videos. a lot. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because that's what's interesting about OnlyFans is that. You don't need a ton of fans. You just need some really Whang, dedicated daddy.
0: whale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a whale. whale, yeah. Yeah,
1: because they say that in poker too. A whale, yeah, whale you know? Yes. It's like all these cheapos don't matter, but that one whale, whale. And you don't know who the whale will be, which is fascinating.
0: <sighs> Speaking of gambling, I went gamble. I like three days ago. Oh, no,
1: you did. You okay, what happened?
0: I obviously lost money. It's not a lot, a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> okay. And the reason why I went gambling is because uh, I ran into my coworker when I went into the office, and then she was just like, "Oh, Oliver, have you been gambling lately?" And I was like, "No, I've not." And then we just start to talk about gambling, mm-hmm. and then I just feel like, "Oh, I need to gamble again."
1: Oh wait, it's not because she invited you or anything. It's just no, talking about just it. Talking about
0: gambling makes oh, me want to wow. gamble again. That's like if you are drug addicted, if somebody is talking about drug then you might be like oh shit i feel a little itchy you know
1: it must be so hard to be an addict and you can't be friends with any of your old friends you can't be in any location that will like trigger you you know but it's too hard
0: i uh so i have this friend he was a drug addict and i i was just a curious kid i am still and then i would just ask him questions about drugs but i can tell he doesn't really want to be reminded of that
1: yeah it's all we're talking about the memories you want to let it go you don't want to go in the past
0: like i Ask him questions like, "Oh, how much does cocaine cost?
1: (laughs) (laughs) How much does cocaine cost?"
0: I don't know, and he will just be like, "Oh, I don't know." He he just want to brush it off. He doesn't really want to talk about it because
1: it goes back in the depths, and you're like, "I can't go back there." Because I think about that too. Is like, if someone asks you like a traumatic question and it just triggers you, it's hard to come back from that place, no matter what age you are. Yeah, you know, and it's just so weird how it's just always there. Yeah, and. Like even like now that I'm taking that acting class, I guess the Meisner technique is trying to get you to be truthful in yeah. an imaginary place yeah. versus I guess the method is actually trying to get you to delve into like the terrible traumas you mm-hmm. have. But Meisner is just about like living in imagination. So it's a little safer for you, but method people go crazy.
0: Maybe try better help.
1: <laughs> oh my God, back to better help. yeah, yeah.
0: What is the acting technique that you have learned?
1: Um, I one time took a class there and they taught you all the techniques, but this studio focuses on Meisner. So if you go to the next level, which is where I'm at now, it's only Meisner.
0: Okay. And yeah. why is Meisner technique?
1: So, okay, I'm going to practice it on <laughs> you. So this is what they do is one of the main things they're famous for is like, I would just look at you and I would make a statement. I would just usually about what you look like. Okay. And then you would repeat that statement back to me. And then I would repeat it back to you. And is the exercise is just repetition, but through that we are listening and repeating each other. Okay, I actually
0: have down there. Okay, we're gonna
1: try it now. So I'm gonna start. You have glasses.
0: I have glasses.
1: 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 What did you feel about that?
0: Uh, I can tell there's a connection building up for yeah, some reason. Yeah, it was like weird. We're just staring
1: into your eyes. <laughs> yeah. and it not even about the glasses. just more like, let's talk about you. Let's
0: talk yeah. About you. Let's connect. It, it does feel like we are... Talking.
1: Yes, without the words mattering. All the
0: words mattering. Yes.
1: So it's really trying to get you to get out of your head because I think what happens is when we have a script, we're so focused on the lines, less about the connection. Yeah. So this is trying to teach you to sure, use your mouth, but connect.
0: I feel like the connection that we just had is more like trying to understand what each other is trying to tell each other
1: yes yes exactly it
0: because uh the words don't mean anything right yes i have glasses you have glasses It doesn't mean anything mm-hmm. but just from the eye contact and from our facial expression we can somehow sense we are trying to tell each other something yes and yeah. I'm trying to decipher your meanings and you are trying to decipher my meanings without using words
1: right that's the whole exercise see you got it <laughs>
0: I don't have to take the class <laughs>
1: I know. you didn't just spend $600 <laughs> <laughs> I'll
0: just take it from you for free
1: Oh my god. So this guy in the class had the funniest story. He said he took a Zoom class over the pandemic and it was only once a week for one hour and it cost six hundred dollars on Zoom. He was like, I basically spent a $1, dollar a hundred and fifty an hour on Zoom to do acting. He's what? like, I was such a scam. An
0: hour for six hundred dollars?
1: Because the class was only an hour. No, 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 sorry. Six hundred for f- four classes. Oh. And then but the class was only one hour one hour so basically it was um 150 150 an hour hour. for class it's not like it's a one-on-one so he probably only got 10 minutes in the class of actually anything he's like it's all on zoom he said it was such Such a scam scam. such a scam oh god i teach stand-up and i give way too much where i'm a little bit like oh i'm such a bad business lady (laughs) because i give people um it's a few hundred a month, and then I give them a one-on-one every week. So yeah. they, it's like they get a full time. It's yeah. not just ten minutes with a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I give too much.
0: I have tried to taught stand-up comedy to some Taiwanese friends. Oh, okay. During the pandemic, and then it was fun, and then but I didn't wanna continue because. I don't know if it's cultural difference or whatever. Just some students, they are not really trying hard. But, but I think because they don't want to be a comedian. They just want to try. Yeah. And then, they, which is fine. But it somehow just, you wouldn't give me the uh, interest to continue if the student just want to try it for like four weeks.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've noticed this too. It's This is about everything in life. Is that if you're not 100% in it, it's a complete waste of time to, waste to be with anyone who's not 100% committed.
0: Which I think is okay. Because I think as a teacher, and we, I do need to give the opportunity to explore. Like, but also at the same time, I need to make a living. So I just didn't continue. But if money is not what I'm pursuing, then I, I will continue.
1: Did they pay you? They did. Oh, okay. As long as they- so that's what I view it differently too. If they pay you, whether or not they're that good, if they pay you and they show up on time, whatever, right, truly. Yeah. But if they're wanting it for free, I'm not going to waste any of my time for free. Yeah. Because I'm just like I don't trust you how serious you are. Because some people are like Teresa, let's go get coffee, and I was like, I know you're not serious. You're just wasting my time. Yeah. Versus if you paid me for my time, sure you can waste all the time if you they want. If they I don't buy care.
0: you coffee, would you do it?
1: No, because to me, I was like, you need to pay me the coffee. Of these like consultations, right. which is not even high, yeah. So I was like, I'm not wasting it. I'm not, why would I give you for a cup of coffee when other people are willing to pay me for the actual yeah, month, exactly. You know? Yeah, so now I'm just like, nothing for free. And then when it comes to like seriousness, I view this is like if you're willing to take a class, you're serious enough, yeah, so that's fine by me, yeah. And then, but if you want it for free, then you got to be hella serious. Where why am I investing in you for no reason? Do so ask for free. Classes? Some people have, but I'm like, no. <laughs> I think they didn't know they had to pay. Uh, and then w- sometimes that also weeds out the non-serious. At least they're serious enough
0: yeah, to pay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, like, really, all the people who want things for free are never serious.
0: No, no. And
1: they have bad attitudes. You
0: can explore a new hobby, but you have to pay for pay it. Pay for it! Oh.
1: I couldn't just be like, oh, I would like to explore this. Help me for no reason. You don't know me. Why would you just help me? It's just
0: like, if you want to learn how to cook and you want to take a cooking class, you have to learn, you have to pay for it.
1: Yeah, you can't just be like, come help me, unless they're, like, your family. Even if you
0: are cooking at home and just learning cooking on YouTube, you still need to buy all the tools and... And all the ingredients.
1: And at least on YouTube, they gave it to you for free. Why are you bothering a human being? Yeah. Why should they give you their actual time? Yeah,
0: even on YouTube, if the product is free, you are the product. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and also on YouTube, it's like, well, at least subscribe to them or do something if you're going to take their content for free. There's just so many freeloaders. Yeah. And they just really annoy me because at a certain point, I'm just like, stop wasting my time. I've devoted my life to doing certain things. And I'm like, you can't keep Picking my brain. Yeah. You know, you need to go away. Yeah.
0: I think there was one time, I forgot if we talked about this on the podcast, like I did a comedy show and then after the comedy show, a complete stranger I have never met. He said, oh, I was at a comedy show that you perform at. Uh, I'm also interested in doing porn. I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm, oh, oh, he said, I'm writing a story about porn. Can I talk to you? I'm like, uh, no and you only have three followers on your Instagram no we are not talking
1: <laughs> yeah and they want to just waste your time and you're just like do you know who I am you don't want to be like that but at the same time you're like do you know whose time you're wasting that'd be like me being going up to Elon Musk and being like hey can I get a job at SpaceX I have no tech experience but I want a job yeah. you know you can't just do that Yeah. and it's so amazing to me because this is I give an example when people want to do the arts and I'm like it's okay if you want to do the arts and you want to work on your career craft i really respect that but if you just want to make a bunch of money off your art just know most people don't yeah and i was kind of like would you go to a hairstylist and give them a hundred dollars if they've never cut hair before no why would they give you a hundred dollars just because you want to be an actor actually be good at acting
0: yes 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 On the flip side of that topic, I feel like uh, as a stand-up comedian, whenever you tell people you are a stand-up comedian, stand-up comedian has to prove they are a stand-up comedian.
1: Yes, you... The stage will tell you everything. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what's really funny. Because I meet some people, I can't tell if they'll be funny or not. And then on stage, even if I don't like them, I can tell they're funny. Yeah. And then there's some people that are f- kind of funny off stage. And then on stage, I'm like, what is wrong Cause with you? Because it's so
0: easy to c- claim yourself you are a standout comic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even if they have the picture or whatever, I know some people, they've only done stand-up comedy like literally like three times, but they'll put that in their profile picture. (laughs) And I'm like, that's fine that you can try to trick people, but at a certain point, they're going to ask you to really show Unless you
0: are like consistent funny, then people will just overlook it. But if you are, "Mm," then people will just, "Mm." (laughs) yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. There's too many people who want to play and they don't actually want to do. Yeah. Yeah, and they realize it's a lot of hard work because like, for instance, like with stand-up, I have no idea if I'll ever, let's say, make it in stand up. But do I care? No. I yeah. do this because I like to do yeah, this. Yeah. And that's the main thing is I like to yeah.
0: do it. Right now, I'm not doing as much because I'm so focused on porn. I, I don't know. I do miss doing stand up more. Yeah.
1: But don't you do a show like at least once a week? That's a lot.
0: No, at least one. It depends on the month. Sometimes I would do like two shows in a month or maybe four shows. It depends. Yeah. But
1: that's enough. Yeah. Like, you're at least you do my show every month. So yeah. it's like you you're consistently performing uh, yeah, monthly. yeah 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 because I actually, actually kind of wonder this too at a certain point at our level should we still be doing so many open mics or have we moved on from it Yeah, I mean I still like them because I yeah. like networking with people and I have a good time yeah. but I'm like I don't think you actually need it
0: I I think if you're not generating new materials, then maybe open mic is still the best place to go. Because I think when you are doing comedy show, you have the pressure to be funny with your materials.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: Like, like sometimes I'll be like, oh, this could be a whole new five minutes, but I cannot try that in the comedy show. Because what if this whole new five minutes bomb?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's true too. You're right, you're right. Yeah. And also it's kind of like... what is... There's no protocol. Yeah. It's just like whatever. I was telling this one person, I was like, you know, you could be at the Hollywood Improv one day and the next day you're just at some bar show. It's yeah. like you just do whatever to get on stage. Yeah. You just, if you just love it. Yeah. The people who do it because they're trying to like network or be strategic, it's like there's no strategy. It's like it's not leading to very the much. The
0: way I see right now is uh, I do comedy for enrichment of my life
1: <laughs> yeah that's how i view it too because it's kind of like when i think about like where do i want to take my life it's like i've technically reached a pretty good place career wise yeah. i would love to retire so i would like to make more money to retire Yeah. but until someone's presenting me more money but like stand-up is to me never was like oh that's how i'm gonna make money because yeah. what you're you me thinking I'm gonna make money from the arts is crazy.
0: And here's the thing, even professional stand up comedian, they have multiple endeavors. They have podcasts, they have sketch comedy show they have all that YouTube. They don't just make money from doing stand up.
1: Right. I feel like stand up's just the love. Yeah. Yeah. Because really when it comes to stand up, you're not really gonna make money through just stand up unless you can fill out theaters around the country. Yeah. And if you can't sorry, that's not a financial move. You need you to know? have
0: all endeavors. Yeah.
1: And you're right. Like a podcast is not stand up.
0: Yeah. A podcast is not stand up. A or TV you ha-
1: show is not stand up. Yeah
0: or a lot of comics they have to host the reality shows yes to make money you know right
1: and hosting is not stand-up so the people who are like I gotta grind at stand-up every day it's like that's not where the money is yeah
0: I guess they all have the commonality where uh, they are selling the personality of the person yeah yeah. but it's
1: not stand-up it's
0: not it's different and to me
1: when I meet people who don't understand this I was like you're not smart enough to make money (laughs) you know sometimes you can't even explain it to them because you're just like you're just not smart enough some people it's sad it's just they're not smart enough to understand business and like i felt really bad i met someone who's kind of young and they're kind of new but they're so hungry but like they're so hungry but so ignorant to business yeah like they were talking about like a bringer show and they're like yeah i did the bringer show once and i got asked to come back because they brought people the first time the second time they did it and then they never got asked back again and they're like why what an asshole never and i was like He's not your friend. The bringer producer is not your friend. You knew what and you're supposed you know to do. it's a show, yeah. But he was just like, Meh, and I was like, why is he? And I was like, with your nasty attitude, your gate, the doors are going to just close more and more for you.
0: Yeah, and I will argue. I understand it's really hard to bring friends. I understand.
1: Then don't do it.
0: Uh, yeah, but I also I, I will argue that. um, uh, every show is kind of a bringer show.
1: Every show is a bringer show if you want to do this as show business. Yeah. So to me, I'm kind of like, unless you're the person's buddy, like for instance, if you have no friends to bring, offer value another way. Um, you know, be the doorman yeah. or be the host or something like that. But if yeah. you're not going to provide that value, just know they're not going to provide you the value of giving you a show. Yeah. And some people don't understand that. And I don't know if they're just too entitled or too stupid. I was like, no one is your mama. No. No one is your daddy. Like, we're not here to take care of you. We don't fucking know you, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so they don't seem to get it. And to me, I was like, you don't get it. But then your opportunity is just less and less. But the people who get it, they get it. Yeah. They do great.
0: I do think, yeah, I agree. You need to have somehow a business sense. Yeah, and so it is me. Because stand-up is still a business.
1: Everything a business. entertainment
0: business. Yes,
1: yeah, business. You need to know
0: business. some business etiquette
1: yes everything's a business and they don't seem to get it and like i remember i talked to this one guy and i remember thinking he was like kind of stupid because he was like oh i really want to be on like tv and i was like well you could still put it on youtube something on youtube and he's like no one watches my stuff on social media i was it's, like mm. i was like if you can't succeed on social yeah media, why would you succeed on tv there's no difference.
0: And social media is, is so low stakes it's
1: low stakes but i was kind of like if you can't ba- break through here you're not gonna break through there because my dad always told me this he was like if you're the best in your small town you could be the best in the world because you're the top everywhere you go yeah. but if you're like number 10 in your small town you'll never be the best in the world you're just not the best and so this i view the same thing it's like if you aren't the best on social media you're not going to become the best on tv it's just not going to happen
0: and here with instagram real tiktok it's so easy to create content on social media and then get attention if you don't want to do that like it kind of means you kind of lazy
1: you're kind of lazy <laughs> and if you have done that no one watches you maybe you're just not good yeah. there's so many questions you have to ask yeah. yourself and that's why i also think it goes back to like you know we talked about this last episode about scott galloway when he's talking about like Focus on what you're good at, what people will pay you for. Because really, let's pretend you do put out all the social media content, but no one likes watching your thing, but you actually can produce it well. Maybe other people will pay you to produce their thing. It's like, there's so many different ways you can still succeed if you just change your mind a little
0: okay, bit. I have a follow-up question about Scott Galloway's quote, even though this episode is wrong known, but I still want to ask you. So Scott Galloway, which I agree, he said, you need to find the thing that you are good at and pursue it, and then you'll be successful. So his point is you are not supposed to pursue things you are passionate about. You need to find things that you are good at, which is different. That
1: people pay you for.
0: Yeah, people pay you for. And then below, there are some comments who agree with him, but there are also some comments who disagree with him. Some comments were like, well, but sometimes you will pursue the things that you are so passionate about, and then eventually people will pay you. But But I was like, yeah, that's true, but that it's because people pay you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you get good enough where they finally pay, then that kind of, you create, you actually did what he told you to do. Yeah. Do things that people will pay you for.
0: Yeah, yeah
1: yeah because like for instance like I wanted at one point I was like what if I started my own bakery nobody likes my baked goods. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like no one does
0: right have you baked
1: before <laughs> I tried to but then everyone thought it was nasty <laughs> so I stopped but it's kind of a thing but like for instance my parents are professional chefs everybody wants oh, to wow. buy their food was so good they would give it to someone just as a gift and they'd be like I want more of it I'll buy this from you right where you always have to think to yourself like what are you so good at that you give it away for free and put like I'd pay you for this you know and when it comes to Passions is we've seen so many people suck at things, and sometimes you just wish someone would just tell them to stop. Yeah, but they won't stop. If they do it just for fun, that's one thing. Yeah. But it gets sad if they're giving away their whole lives for this. Yeah, you know. But then you know, I really met some people where it's so good that you're like, I would pay you for this. Yeah, like I even think about like like um. I've been told I'm really good at makeup Yeah. where someone's like, oh, I'd pay you to do makeup and like no one ever says that about my baked goods, right? <laughs> but like with my makeup, my sister and her friends would always ask me to do their makeup for events. Yeah. So I was like, I actually could make money off this but yeah. it, it takes too much time. Yeah. But those are certain things people would pay me for.
0: So you never consider becoming a makeup artist?
1: I would. You would. But then that means that I'd have to pursue that full time because you yeah. have to have a website. You got to get the makeup.
0: And all the tools. Yeah. yeah.
1: But... Um, if I decided I want to do this for real, then you have to give up basically something I'm currently doing. But I mean, at least I know people would pay me for makeup. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But why stopping you just be c- the upfront cost?
1: No, I think it's because at the moment I'm still making money off writing. Yeah. And there's a possibility I can make it off stand-up. Yeah. And um, so those two avenues, I guess, keep me enough money mm. versus I don't have enough time to add a third
0: hustle. Are you passionate about makeup or you're like, oh, whatever?
1: I really like it. It's just not enough time. It's yeah. almost like I can't do five jobs. Yeah, you know. So I'd have to give up one and I'm not ready to give up one ah, yet. Okay. But for instance, if like, uh, let's say like Hustler... Closed down and i needed a new avenue source yeah. then i would add makeup
0: makeup okay maybe i can have you on my prong set <gasps> and do i makeup. could be a makeup
1: artist yeah i could do it yeah although i don't have the um
0: tools tools oh uh, you have to yeah. you have to buy all that because that's that's what
1: they pay you for you bring all the yes, stuff yes. so yeah yeah that's the difference
0: yeah our makeup artists always have like two luggages yeah
1: that, that's the thing too it's like anything you want to finally be the professional you have to have the tools yeah. and so i'm not
0: ready to, to do that fully yeah yeah. Do full, yeah our makeup artists will even bring a cheer because some everything. locations don't have chair for makeup yeah, yeah you have
1: everything and yeah. some of them can like do skin a lot of them can do skin too what does that mean where like um you almost could like clean their face oh. and maybe pop pimples oh. um so if you can do both you tend to make a little more ah,
0: body. would you be interested in uh special effect makeup
1: I would like to do that, but, but I don't know like, how to do that. But
0: you would yet. like to.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like they have schools that offer yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so expensive. So yeah. it's almost that thing it's like you have to really know. But you, you want have to the interest.
0: It. That's good. You have yeah. the interest.
1: And I'm good at it where like if you like I've done where before and afters, and it really looks but everybody looks the same. I yeah. make everybody look very Kardashian esque <laughs> but pretty, but I only have one style. Yeah. But people like it.
0: But people but let's say if a uh porn actress he, she has a super Specific style that she wants you to do, you probably can do it anyway. I probably
1: can do it because I can do the sexy makeup. Yeah, and so that's the thing is like even that Kardashian look is like that sexy look. Uh, yeah. So porn stars would like it. Um, brides like it. Basically, yeah. anyone who pays for makeup probably wants more of that.
0: Yeah. look Yeah.
1: Yeah. But can I do like? more natural right. maybe. I don't know. But I tend to like to make them look more. But I
0: feel like you have, if you have the knowledge and the base skills, you can pre-learn a different makeup style really easily.
1: Yeah. Maybe I should just buy the kit. You know what? Maybe I should. Maybe I should just do it.
0: Yeah, think about, think about it. it. think, about, think about, it. about it. Yeah,
1: It's just more about like, I was like, man, because that's a big investment.
0: It is a big investment. The
1: makeup's expensive because you have to have so many shades for skin. You can't just be like, I only do one
0: color <laughs> <face."> <laughs> The talent would be mad. Be like, so you don't mad. have the tools? You don't
1: have the <laughs> colors for me? <laughs> you don't have the
0: shade that I
1: want? <laughs> oh, they'd be so mad.
0: And so, You don't yeah. have two eyelashes? I know. <laughs>
1: my all my makeup from timu or xian or something what's that and those are the chinese um they they sell basically everything but they're all from china so everything's like really butt cheap
0: oh okay. yeah it's oh, really funny i know some uh space some uh, shops in the in los angeles you can go in and tell them you are makeup artist and you show them that on the call sheet your name is on there and you are the makeup artist they'll give you a discount
1: yeah that's true maybe i'll do that because really so many people told me that i would have been a good makeup artist i just don't buy the shit i remember even my dad told me because my dad's usually like go make money but he was like if you're trying to be a writer and a comedian how can you add so many jobs it's like at a certain point too many
0: jobs yeah but I feel like makeup artists is a gig economy. If you don't want to take it, don't take it. But if you want to take it, take it.
1: Yeah, but you. I think for the most part, you. Everyone I know who makes good money through makeup is because they always say yes. Because the minute yeah. you say no, the next person takes the job, and then they take the next job. No. You have to always say. And
0: you have yes. to build your portfolio, a website, Instagram, all that.
1: Yeah. yeah, I feel like portfolio could be kind of easy. But yeah, I think it's more about saying yes. I
0: guess it really depends on, if you, you just have to calculate the cost and then the return.
1: Yeah, because really, like, you just have to say yes during the day, really. Yeah. And it's like, I don't have really the days to give away. Yeah. So I might not be ready yet.
0: Let's think about it then. But
1: maybe soon. Yeah. I like that idea though.
0: Yeah, you can definitely uh, be on my set and do makeup.
1: I think that'd be cool. Yeah. I love to do makeup.
0: Yeah. All right, uh, this episode has come to an end. I'm glad we found you a different career.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I needed one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, uh, this is Oliver Wong. You can follow me on Instagram, uh, TikTok, OnlyFans, at Oliver Wong Comedy.
1: And this is Teresa Lowe. You can find me on Instagram at Teresa Lowe Writer or OnlyFans at T-Lowe Club.
0: And please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever, and give us a good review. Your support will keep this podcast, not die.
1: Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Okay. All right, bye.
0: Bye-bye.